Good afternoon and thank you for tuning in to Fire Shut My Bones. Let's go to Exodus chapter 22 and verse 16. It says, And if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed and lie with her, he shall surely endow her to be his wife. Let's pray. Oh God in heaven, forgive me of my sins, Lord. Help us to learn today. And I pray this message would be a blessing to those who really need it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to address two audiences today. The first audience, a Christian who has committed fornication and an audience that happens to be Christians that hasn't committed fornication. I'm going to address what is adultery and fornication. And, and the bulk of the message is what should a Christian do when they commit fornication? Okay, you are a Christian young man or a Christian young woman. You grew up in church. You heard preaching uh, on fornication and not to commit fornication. Uh, messages on why it's good for men not to touch a woman. Why it's good for the opposite genders. Why it's not good for the opposite genders to be alone without a chaperone on a date. Why it's wrong for a young man to be alone with a woman late at night in the dark in their car when no one's looking. You've heard these messages. However, you thought you can handle uh, disobeying those instructions, those biblical instructions, and you fell into sin. Well, I shouldn't say fall into sin. I mean, you went headfirst into sin and you committed fornication. And the Christian part of you is filled with guilt, sadness. The messages that you heard from the pulpit flash before your very eyes. And you're like, what shall I do? Okay, well, the Bible has an answer for that. Sad to say, not enough preaching is on this right now, you know, you have a person that commits fornication. What do they do? They just welcome him back with open arms and don't instruct the young man to get his life back on track from the scripture. You say, why do you say it like that? I'm here to tell you that there are some young ladies and young men that did commit fornication who are Christians and they really do want to do the right thing. And the ones that know better from scripture don't take time to show them from the Bible what to do when they commit fornication. And that's the title of the message, what to do when you commit fornication. Before I dive into this, I want you to realize how bad fornication and adultery really is. Okay, it's, it's, it's a serious matter. Look, go with me to Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6. Six, First Corinthians chapter six. All right, it says there in verse fifteen. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members uh, of uh, the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? Now, when you have sex, you 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 become one flesh. You're, that's like your your spouse. Okay, it's still wrong. But that's how that's how you're viewed as in God's eyes. And then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot. God forbid. What? Know ye not that which is joined to an harlot is one body? Once again, it's referring to sexual intercourse. For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Now look at this now. Flee fornication. Flee fornication. Let me tell you something. Let's not be stupid here. Uh, when a woman attempts to entice us and, and, and have us commit sexual promiscuity, what do we do? We, uh, let me pray. 
The Bible says, flee. Just as Joseph did when Potiphar's wife tried to get him to commit adultery. Flee. Flee means run. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. You were made by God to serve the Lord with your body. Your body is a vessel. And when you commit fornication, you sin against your body, you defile the body, you corrupt the vessel. What? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. When you got saved, the Holy Ghost came to live inside you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Your body belongs to God. For, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You say, why should I flee fornication, man? Fornication doesn't seem that bad. Uh, the rap videos have guys having sex with a million women. Uh, Hollywood. They have sex like it's a sport uh, in high school. They said, if you're going to have sex, make sure you do it with a condom. I thought sex was just a sport. I thought sex was just an activity. I thought sex was just a pastime when I get bored. No, my friend. For, uh, sex outside of marriage, which is fornication, is a very serious thing. You are to flee fornication. You are to flee fornication. It's wrong. Which is in you, which you have, okay, good. Yeah, flee fornication, okay? Now, what if, what if, man, uh, me, I've been dating this girl, man. I know her. She's a Christian like me. And so, sometimes I just can't control myself. Oh, uh, what do I do? Well, you need to get married. You say, man, that sounds like you're marrying her for just sex. Let's be real. I'm not going to be inappropriate, but let's get real. A man and a woman are physically attracted to each other, Okay. That's why it's good for a man not to touch a woman or vice versa. Corinthians 7, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Now concerning these things, wherever you wrote unto me, it's good for a man not to touch a woman. All right. Why is it good for a man not to touch a woman? Okay. Well, you are physically attracted to a woman. The way she, the way she moves, the way she smells, the way her hair looks, the way she feels. Okay. That God put that in us to be attracted to the opposite gender. Okay. So when you touch a woman, all you're doing is exciting, eliciting your physical lust. That's a normal thing. But if you're doing this and you're not married, that's a sinful thing. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication. You say, man, I've been dating Sally at this church, man. And man, I, I love her and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I feel so physically attracted to her and, and all this kind of stuff. All right, you need to get married. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Okay? God meant it for the man to marry a woman, a woman to marry a man, and be married forever. What God hath put asunder, I'm sorry, what God hath what, what God hath put together, let no man put asunder. No divorce, forget that stuff, all right? Let her husband render unto the wife due benevolence, it's talking about love, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power of her of his own body, but the wife. Now that's talking about, now, I told you, you have physical attraction to the opposite sex. So in verse four of 1 Corinthians chapter seven, it's talking about having sex. It's fine to have sex in marriage because it's God's way, okay? Defraud ye not one another. Now that's talking about, hey, don't, don't stop having sex in marriage. You know, you come home and, and the wife needs you, needs your touch, your intimacy. Don't tell the wife, hey, uh, you know, I had a long day at work. Now, if you're sick, that's understandable. Okay, you're sick. 
But you don't come along along there work. Your your wife needs you. He needs she needs to talk to you. She needs uh, your intimate love. And you say, oh, I'm too tired. According to the scripture, that is wrong. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for time. Now, if you're fasting, like, sweetheart, I need to fast. There's something I really need to get a hold of the Lord. And she should understand that, okay? Except it be with consent for a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again. Now, why should you be having sex in marriage? It says that Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. Now, let me tell you something. Adultery is wrong. It's wicked. It's straight out of hell. It's not normal. It's not supposed to be normalized. I don't care what the media does today. Home, uh, uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. Sex is to be, it should be between a married man and a married woman. That's it. But you're setting yourself up for trouble if you're neglecting each other in sexual intimacy in marriage. Because the devil can tempt you. Man, my wife, man. You know, we haven't had... We haven't done this in, in, in three months, right? And then the man is tempted to go do what he's supposed to be doing only with his wife, with someone else. Okay, that's another sermon. Basically, my point is sex is for marriage only. Sex outside of marriage is a major, major, major problem. You say, why are you putting so much emphasis on that? Because the world today makes sex look like you're supposed to have sex uh, when you feel like it. Uh, uh, outside of marriage, no, nah, doesn't work that way. It's 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 wickedness. But uh, let's go to a verse number nine. But if if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. Burn means passions. So it, hey, look, if you guys can't contain, you've been dating for a long time. You know she's godly, you're godly, and and you're just burning with passion towards each other. You need to get married. You don't want to mess up. And that's why you're supposed to have a chaperone. That's why you're supposed to have a chaperone. That's why you're supposed to have a chaperone. Next thing you know, you mess up and, you know, have some accountability. All right, enough of that. I, I, I think you understand how serious fornication is and adultery is. Uh, adultery is having sex with a woman that doesn't belong to you. All right. Uh, for the, uh, and let me address this. I got to dive into this. What I've been seeing also in church today, you have a woman um, get divorced from a husband. They're both Christians. And then now the woman is supposedly single, which according to the Bible, she's not. And then you have another single guy in church. Oh, so-and-so in church, she got divorced. Maybe you should start dating her. Are we stupid, man? Uh, okay. And, and, and these are supposed to be Christians teaching um, Sunday school. Come on, man. Okay, let's look at Romans chapter 7, verse 3. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. It says, uh, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak... Speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. Okay, so then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she should be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Okay, now what is that talking about? If, God forbid, I get tired of my wife. I said, you know what? We need a divorce, right? You're probably wondering, why am I seeing it that way? Because it seems like people divorce for the dumbest reasons, okay? So we divorce. Now my wife is going to church. Here comes some other guy. He's that married. He wants to marry my wife, or in this story, my ex-wife. Now I'm still alive, according to the scripture, right? I'm still alive. If that guy gets married to her, they're committing adultery. Now, 
that's 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 what's happened in church today. I I, I grew up, you know, I grew up in church, and uh, I I remember one instance at a a friend who was who was be, being biblical, trying to warn his friend not to get married to this woman because she's divorced. He warned her, pleaded with her. I'm not sorry, sorry. He warned his friend, showed him from the Bible how that if he marries this woman who is divorced from a husband that's still alive, that he's committing adultery. What happened? The guy stiffened his neck. He got married to her. According to the scripture, he's in an adulterous relationship. Okay? And uh, that's sad. And isn't I feel as though there's not enough preaching against that stuff. It's like we forgot that stuff. Okay? You say, well, what if the wife is getting beat up by the husband? Yeah, go ahead and leave. Why, why should she be there and get killed? But she shouldn't get married. According to the, the Bible, she's still that guy's wife. So what should the church do? Go find that guy and beat him up. And, you know, what if the police get involved? Hey, look, there's sometimes, hey, call police, do something. But there's sometimes we do have to get involved and put the fear of God in some of these dirtbags that want to put their hands on uh, their wives and beat them up. Okay. You know, all right, let's keep moving on. That's what the, that's that's how serious fornication is. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to delete this guy on Facebook because he got hacked and he sent me a link. All right, don't worry about that, guys. Sorry, I got distracted. All right, let's move on. So, you now you know how serious fornication is. Now, uh, fornication adultery is all right. Let's go back to the verse that we left off of. What do you do? You're a Christian and you committed fornication, you feel totally bad about this, which is a good thing. All right. Well, the Bible says you should get married. Go to Exodus chapter 23. This is where we, we started. And if a man entices a maid that is not betrothed. You say, how does he entice and trick? Well, I just got done reading 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. It starts with touching. All right. They get, they get the young lady into the mood to sin. All right. You say, man, you, you, you're getting R-rated. This is what happens, guys. That's why you're not supposed to be touching the opposite sex, the opposite gender. If any man entice a maid that is not betrothed, let's talk about married, and lie with her. Lie is a word for sex. Lie with her. He shall surely endure her to be his wife. What does the word endow mean? It's spelled E-N-D-O-W. E-N-D-O-W. It says... The, the definition is to furnish with a portion of goods or estate called door to settle a door on as on a married woman or widow. Basically, you have to take care of that lady. Now, I'm, 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 I'm about to say some things that will make you that might make you mad. But please listen to me. You didn't listen to preaching as it pertains to purity. You ignored what God said about purity and you had sex with a young lady or a young man and now you guys have a baby together and now you don't want to get married because you say I don't think that's the right woman for me that's not the right man for me okay all right the Bible young man you ignored preaching and you got that lady pregnant you need to get married to that girl and take care of her your stuff should be her stuff your car is her car. Your food is her car. Why in the world would you get, will you get married to another woman supposedly is the right one for you? And then your son or your daughter that you had with 
your first woman has to bounce from house to house. The young kid is at your house. The young kid is at her house. Now you're ruining that child's life. You see the cycle? Okay. And, and, and who's going to take care of, as you, as the people refer to, the baby mama of your child? Who's going to take care of her? The Bible says you got to get married to her and take care of her. Okay, that's the biblical way. You say, but she doesn't want to come to church. You think that she wants to come to church knowing that you are supposed to be a Christian, committing fornication, right? You should tell her, hey, look, I need to do the Bible way. I messed up. And I know that's probably why you don't want to come to church with me, but we need to get married and I'll take care of you. That's it. For the son's sake or the daughter's sake, at least that you, you know, the kid that you had with her. That's what the Bible says. You say, man, it's going to be hard for me. Well, once again, I'm going to say something that might sound harsh. You should have thought of that before you had sex. Sin always has a consequence. And then you have to live with that consequence forever. There's no easy way out. All right. So that's what you have to do. Okay, man, the poor, these poor kids that I see in church, they get married, divorce, and then the kid is living for the devil because the parents are not together. All right. Let's look at Deuteronomy. How much more time do I have? Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy. Uh, I think I underlined it. 16, 16, Deuteronomy. No, I did not. But anyway, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 28. 22. Is this the right? Oh, I'm in Joshua. Okay, Deuteronomy. Okay. 22, verse 28. It says there, if a man find a damsel, that's a woman, that is a virgin, which is not betrothed, she's not married, she's just out there chilling, and lay hold on her and lie with her, and they be found, then the woman that lay with her shall give unto the damsel's father, the damsel's father, 50 shekels of silver. Okay? All right. So what you say, man, I don't have any shekels of silver. Well, you better get a job and get an apartment or a house for this young lady. Okay? And she shall be his wife, because he hath humbled her. She, I'm sorry, he may not put her away all his days. Let's go back to my first statement. Man, I know that's my baby mama. That's my baby's mother. But I don't think that's the right one for me. So she was only good for you for sex. All right. So is what you're saying. The Bible says he may not put her away all his days all his days you married to someone else because you think that's that's the right one for you nope my friend you're violating god's word deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 29 he may not put away all his ways uh the days days that's talking about you can't get rid of her you got to marry her and take care of her you say man she's gonna turn my life upside down once again sin has consequences now you have to bear the consequences of your sin, but you must do it the Bible way. You need to pray your butt off. Pray your butt off. You, you need to be like, you know what, God? I need your help. I messed up, but I need to marry her, but you really got to get me through this. It's not going to be easy. All right? Now, what if what if you're you're living with this woman? You already have the, the baby. The baby's five years old, 10 or three, whatever, and you're still not married yet. Okay. Go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Before I read it, I got to mention some things that I'm very disappointed in. 
I know of a person who goes to a good church. I don't think they go to church anymore. She and her boyfriend had sex. Okay? Now they have a child together. The young man goes to church. I don't know if he goes to a church now. The, the young girl goes to a really good church. I don't know if she goes to church now, but she went to a good church. They're still not married yet. Now, this is where I got extremely upset. I heard one pastor say, they're probably not ready to get married yet. Can you please show me book, chapter, verse where it says they're probably not married? I'm sorry, ready to get married yet. They're ready to jump in bed, but they're not ready to get married. Come on now. Show me book, chapter, and verse where it says they're not ready to get married yet. Then I heard another thing that made me want to take a, ha a sledgehammer and destroy my car with it. I was so upset. In reference to the young lady and young man, they're against, people are against, are against them getting married. And what was the argument? The, in quotation, two wrongs don't make it right. I was, I was about to flip over the couch. The person that said that also goes to a good church, independent fundamental Baptist church. Are we not reading our Bibles? Are, are, are we stupid? We're supposed to be in leadership and we don't know how to give biblical advice. We, man, it's all about ignoring the scripture. My goodness, man. I was so mad that day, man. I never thought I would be so angry. All right. Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage is honorable in all. Okay. Don't feel embarrassed about having sex in marriage. It's an marriage is an honorable thing. Okay. Oh, let me see. How can I say this without being inappropriate? When I got married to my wife, it felt so glorious and honorable. I'm talking like marriage, marriage in itself, you know, eating with your wife and watching TV and, and doing the things that come along with marriage. Everything just felt so normal. I, I, I didn't feel, I mean, I have, maybe I have more responsibilities, but I didn't feel like I sinned when I was, uh, when, when, when you do the things that you're supposed to be doing in marriage, right? And our conscience, that's what I'm trying to say. Our conscience, our conscience was right with the Lord. It just, man, we, we're, and we're happy. Now, what if we, what if we had sex before marriage? Oh my goodness. We'd probably have a heart attack because of the stress of that sin, right? But because we're married, God, God knows us. We got married before the Lord. Now God is, God is ahead of us. God, God's the leader of our home and we're happy. I'm really glad that I, I uh, and I'm not trying to brag to you guys that's probably going through this. I'm really glad I didn't commit fornication and, and then got married. I'm just, so, I'm just so thankful to God that I got married and did it the right way. I just, the marriage is awesome, guys. If you haven't, if you hadn't committed fornication and you're saved, don't do, don't, don't commit fornication. Get married. I'm so glad I waited. Remember them that are in the bond. Uh, wait, what am I reading? Marriage is honorable and all. Man, it sure is. Praise God. And the bed undefiled. Okay, it sure does feel like that, man. It doesn't feel like I'm in I'm in sin because I'm not. I did it the Bible way. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now, if you're still with this young lady or young guy and you're not married and you're probably still having sex, you're an adulterer and a whoremonger. You need to get married. So back to your question. Let me see how much more time I have. A few more minutes. What are you supposed to do if you're a Christian and you committed fornication? Pray to the Lord to help you. And by the way, for, for the ones that did not commit fornication, 
and you have friends that did that, but your friend wants to be restored. The Galatians, the book of Galatians says, restore such a one. He already, he or she already know they did wrong. Don't rub it in their face. All right. If you know for a fact they want to get restored and live for the Lord, encourage the individual to get married and to, to be in church. Okay. Um, what else was going to say? Yeah. You need to get married. Ask the Lord to help you. And, and just start doing it the biblical way. The faster you do it the biblical way, I believe the easier it will become. You say, what if it's not? That's the consequence of sin. You, you say, you sound callous. Guys, it's better to just do it the Bible way. Amen. Let's pray. God, I hope that was helpful. Forgive me for my sins. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me check my notes. I think I got everything. All right, I did. All right. Thank you for listening to this program. Have a good day.